0: Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is talk radio to thrive by. And many of you know that right here on the Dr. Pat Show, we have been in the forefront, in the forefront to shine the light on some of the abuses that are happening to animals across the planet. You know, we have featured a number of different events in support of Posado Safe Haven, but none, none quite as emotionally moving as what I'm about to share with you today and featuring my very special guest, Nigel Barker. I want to say that for many of you tuning into the Dr. Pat Show, you know this is talk radio to thrive by. And I will tell you, it's not just for you and me and the people on the planet, but it's for all of the creatures here, all of what Earth brings to us. So when I have an opportunity to capture uh, and look at what Nigel Barker has created, a sealed fate it is my duty to present this information to you in a way that you can understand it and to take action about it. Many of us know Nigel, of course, from his phenomenal photography. We know him from being on you know, the show with uh, Tyra Banks, uh, currently the judge on America's Next Top Model, but very few of us may know him as someone that has a very powerful message, that is compassionate about the way that we evolve as a species, and more importantly, importantly the way that we treat other animals today I'm honored and thrilled to bring you a conversation with one of the world's top photographers and a man whose passion goes beyond anything you probably have heard about Nigel thank you for joining us here today I'm so thrilled and honored to have you on the show
1: oh thank you very much it's uh, an honor to be to talk to you about it
0: well, I have to tell you, you and I were talking before we came on air. It, you know, we have definitely been behind some some initiatives to stop cruelty to animals. I've never quite seen anything so heartbreaking as what you all are uncovering in terms of the fate of seals in Canada. Uh, well, and, well, you know, and
1: there's so much, you know, so much misinformation. I, I, I was brought on by the Humane Society uh, about a year and a half ago, and I, I was approached by them, and, uh, and, and orig- originally it was sort of, would you like to sort of take over Sir Paul McCartney's sort of stepping down from this role, and would you like to sort of come up to the ice and see the seals? And, uh, you know, that sounded fantastic, sounded great, but I had really sort of been an animal advocate since I was a child. And for me, the, the, the opportunity to go up there and, and to sort of document what was happening, I just really, I wanted to do a lot more than just sort of say, hey, yeah, it's Nigel from, from the TV show you like, and here I am standing next to a seal and be photographed. And, and I think it originally it took the Humane Society by surprise because we, we decided to do this very independently from them. So the film is an independent piece. It was not commissioned by the Humane Society. All my photographs were not commissioned by the Humane Society. We wanted to go up there to sort of silence the critics and to silence the people that sort of were pro-fur um, and pro-sealing and, and say, listen, this isn't just, you know, hearsay. This isn't someone's just sort of, you know, we're not glamorizing this or exaggerating this. We're not, you know, sort of crazy animal activists that just think that every single thing is, is nuts. This, we're going to show you, and you can make your own mind up. And what we saw and what we documented was everything from, the sublimely beautiful, you know, the largest mammalian migration on Earth, which is 5 million seals from coming down from Greenland to the Gulf of St. Lawrence to give birth in this pristine ice, um, you know, vistas. It's so, it's so stunningly beautiful when you see it. And, you, you're, you know, you're in love with nature at this point, only for that to be juxtaposed with what happens two weeks later. because These seals are legally allowed to be killed at 12 days old. They cannot swim. They're still breastfeeding. Um, and the slaughter—it's not a hunt; it's just a massacre because they can't run away. They don't know—you know—they don't know any real natural hunters at this point. So they go running up to the hunters, and they get bludgeoned to, to death on the on the ice with a with a hacker pick, which is essentially a club with a spike on the end. And um, you know, there are certain guidelines, but we—I I would say 75% of the time didn't see them be, uh, being upheld uh, as far as how to kill these animals uh, to make sure that they're actually dead at the time of skinning. Um, and we, I have footage of, of animals writhing around without their skin, so, you know, it was that kind of shocking stuff that, you know, I, and I said, you know what, the, well, the first day I was out there for the hunt itself, four, um, sealers, which are the actual fishermen, died as well, their boat turned over, which is a tragedy within itself, and, you know, that there are so many things that, that, that could be stopped here, and people who could be protected, and, you know, and my job really was to go up there, is to say, look, using the sort of, my skill as a photographer, um, let me show you just how stunning this is, and why can't we use this as an eco-tourism opportunity? It, is, it presents itself like no other, because as equally as horrifying as you mentioned, the photographs are. They are as beautiful when you shoot them in, in, you know, when they're alive and and, and swimming around doing their thing and, 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 and in a way that only sort of, you know, nature can be that stunning. And, and it, you know, so there's there's two sides to the story. And, and the film is uh, really just a tale of, of the two weeks of these animals' lives. And we interview everything, everyone from the sealers themselves to, you know, members of the Humane Society to, you know, to, to really just documenting how they change from day one to day 12.
0: You know, one of the things I was really, uh, I, I really heartfully affected by, Nigel, was you know some of the clips, some of the footage you shared, but also how you all or how the team was actually stopped from observing by the government, and yeah. that I guess shocked me even more. Were you expecting that?
1: You know, I, you know, I never, I try to always be sort of not expecting anything. You know, I always try uh-huh. to be open-minded about what's going to happen. But, you know, and actually what I'd heard from people I was somewhat prepared. But, you know, what was interesting, I guess, was that how the government really was in sort of cahoots with the whole thing. It wasn't, you know, I, th- I feel that they absolutely don't see anything wrong with what they're doing. They seem to sort of just totally turn a blind eye. They, you know, I mean, because even though we had documented proof of the SEALs, you know, being sort of uh, skinned alive and, and, you know, the seal boats not actually killing the animals in the the, the sort of appropriate manner that they have laid out, although there really isn't any appropriate manner. But they do have guidelines. And, you know, and, and this footage just disappears. No one gets fined. No one gets banned from hunting. No one gets their seal licenses revoked. You know, so... It, 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 you know, in fact, on the contrary, several members of the Humane Society got arrested and banned from actually going out on the ice ever again kind of thing because they were apparently within one nautical mile you know, during the hunt, which you're not allowed to be, and they took all their footage. And the, and the, and the footage was sort of incriminating of the sealers, but did the sealers get um, fined or arrested? No. But, but did our, our, our members? Yes. You know, it, it was just this sort of mentality, and you know, I, it, it, it was very frustrating. I mean, we were up there for several weeks. You know, this wasn't just a fly up, fly down, have your photograph taken kind of press event. We were, you know, we were determined to do this properly and to really get to the bottom of it and see what was happening. And I think it's been very revealing. I mean, we've had a lot of success this year. The EU, who um, we've been lobbying extensively, is proposing a total seal ban, a total ban on seal products entering the, uh, the European Union, which, of course, if you can't stop the supply, we've got to go after the demand. Two weeks ago, Russia Ban the kill of all baby seals under a year old. And that's sort of unheard of in Russia, which is like one of the largest fur-wearing nations on Earth. And for Putin to say, it's a bloody business and we don't want any part of it, that was language and verbiage that we've rarely heard. You know? and, and, it, and you know what it does? It makes Canada look even more absurd. Because you know, if Russia are ahead of them in these kinds of issues, then hey, you know, guess what, you need to wake up.
0: And you know what I think you're saying is so, is so important is that, you know, we look at Canada and we look at Canada for its open policies, for the way, you know, it, it, it treats human beings and its attempt to create equal rights. And so honestly, when you think about Canada participating in some of this, it does become almost an absurdly ridiculous proposition to make, and yet you've captured it all on film.
1: Well, you know, what, if, if they actually, if they took the seals that they, uh, you know, that they kill off the coast of Canada and, and they killed them in that manner in Toronto or, or in a farm in Canada, you'd be arrested. You know, it just, you, couldn't, you couldn't do it. Um, you know, we banned the hunting of seals and seal products in America in the 1970s. So, you know, in the States, you're somewhat preaching to the choir. Um, but in Canada itself, 70% of the population is against the seal hunt. Um, it only brings in around 12 to $15 million a year. Which, okay, you know, I'm not going to be bourgeois and sort of suggest that that's not a lot of money. It is to certain mm-hmm. people, and, you know, even to a sort of subsistence fisherman on the coast of Newfoundland, it's you know, even if it's a couple of thousand dollars to him individually, that's not nothing. I mean, a couple of thousand dollars for, you know, living in those rural areas, pays your rent, helps feed your family. I get it. But that doesn't justify what's going on on the ice. You cannot just say, well, just because I've got to do this, I, I you know, all the rules go to... You know, I go to pot and I can do whatever I like. You know, we've got to be able to sort of, you know, we, in order to have a a, a country and a, and a planet worth caring for, we've got to care for it. And if we don't, you know, we are seeing what's going to ha- what's happening on the ice. I mean, these animals are being killed in the hundreds of thousands. The quota this year was three hundred and thirty thousand seals to be killed in a couple of weeks. There's really no way to kill that many animals in a short period of time without killing them in the way they do. So. There's so many issues here and so many things that need to be addressed. It's, uh, it, it feels like a, a, a you know, seriously complex issue, but I believe that um, you know, by offering other alternatives like ecotourism and buying out their ceiling their um, licenses in a, in a very similar manner to what we did in, in, in Canada with uh, the whale hunt. We bought out all the whale licenses and introduced whale watching, and that's now a multi-million dollar business which brings in more money than the, the whale hunt ever did. So you know there are alternatives. They may be painful. They may be difficult to get to. And but I, I think that we we have to decide to do the right thing. And I think we're at a time in our history when if we don't make these decisions, we're going to see you know the wiping out of certain species and what have you, and and, and and the sort of decimation of our of our landscape.
0: Nigel, were you were you um, were you kind of surprised at how friendly the seals are, especially the baby seals, where you could actually get really up close to them?
1: Oh, it was the most adorable and an extraordinary experience, I mean, it you know we were, I think we were all sort of crying on the ice because you're you're there, and they're giving birth on the ice, and there's a little bit of blood on the ice, and it's the right blood. It's the placental blood, and these little animals have no fear of you. They're precocious. They're almost like, like puppies, you know, and, and, and similar to almost human offspring. I mean, some were you know, were chatty and, and will come up and sort of bark at you. Others would kind of hide behind their mums, you know, but the majority of them were just really inquisitive and will come sort of sniffing up to you, and, and you'll see the footage. I'm right there. I mean, you know, within two centimeters away from one of these animals. You know, it's just your, your your smelling distance and, and they are just, you know, you, you can't help yourself, but you're smiling with the sort of, the joy of, of, of what, of how grand nature can be you know, and how beautiful it is and how spectacular it is. And, you know, and that's what should be celebrated. I'm thinking, you know, that should become a national symbol of Canada, far from the hunt. You know, put the animal on your flag. You know, you should be proud that these animals choose, you know, the, the, the water off your country to actually give birth. Um, And I I wish they could possibly learn that it's not as safe and as gorgeous a place as it looks, you know, so they perhaps would choose somewhere else to give birth, but I guess it's, it's just one of those things, nature builds it into them.
0: Absolutely. We're going to take a short break. I'm so thrilled to be introducing all of you to Nigel Barker. A Sealed Fate. We're so thrilled about the action that he's taken. The movie that he's created proudly raises his voice for those who lack a voice of their own. When we come back, we're going to be talking about what action you could take. We're going to be talking more about the film, you know, what the mission and the vision is for it, and the message that Nigel Barker is taking out into the world. Stay tuned, we'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.
2: Are you feeling stuck?
3: Would you like to smile more and feel more joy in your life? Fly High Joy's funny, delightful, inspiring items have proven to put big smiles on people's faces and make them feel good. That's why their joyful creations were given to all the top nominees at the 2009 Academy Awards. So, to get big smiles and feel good now, visit flyhighjoy.com or call 888-569-1332.
2: 11 p.m eastern on the dr pat show
0: hey carol looks like you haven't been sleeping well lately yeah dr pat i'm really upset about losing so much of our retirement fund due to the market Do you have any ideas let me tell you about my friend tom he told me to put my money in an index universal life retirement plan it protects me from market loss disability increased taxes litigation and the financial upset of premature death wow that sounds like a smart plan how do i reach him call tom tom Leota at WeExcel Financial, 888-252-3083, or his website, debtfreemca.com.
2: Click the show's page on 1150kknw.com for the scoop on Alternative Talk 1150 a.m.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Nigel Barker has taken time out of his very hectic schedule to join us here today to talk about a sealed fate. And when we talk about the work that he's doing, what he's creating, we can only feel it in our hearts and think about in our minds what action we can take. Nigel, thank you again for joining us here today. You know, given where you are in this process, could you tell us about the film and then also tell us what action what action you're asking us to take?
1: Well, I mean, it, you know, the film is really meant to be a sort of a celebration of the animals. It's, it's, it's not so much a, you know, a, a finger-pointing film about, you know, th- these people are doing this and they shouldn't be and this is what they should be doing. It's really, it's, a lot of it is about just look at these animals, look at them in all their glory, understand what they're about, understand their, you know, what they're like at the time of the hunt, and, and, and we'll sort of we, we put people through that experience. We're there the whole time. There's a lot of misconceptions about, you know, the, a lot of the, the people who are pro-seal hunt will say, oh, well, all the photographs, are, you know, are misleading, and there are all these beautiful little white coats, and those aren't the seals we kill, and, and, you know, it's only because they're cute that people, you know, support this hunt, and if they weren't cute, you, you wouldn't support it. Well, you know, first of all, um, I believe that all you know, all animals are cute. You know, in inverted commas, comments, and even when they are killed at the time they're killed, yeah, you know what? It, they may not be white coats, they may not be infants, complete infants, but they're 12 days old, which is pretty close to infancy to, for most people. And even in the lifespan uh, of 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 a seal, uh, at 12 days old, they're they're known as either ragged jackets or beaters, and they're ragged jackets because their coat starts to fall off, and beaters, not because they're beaten to death. Ironically, but because like our uh, human toddles and learns to walk, um, and we call them toddlers, a, a seal beats around in the water learning to swim. and It's at this point that the hunt begins. And so we, we sort of show all this and, we, and, I'm, and I'm there sort of saying, look, here they are when they're born, they're white coats. Here they are sort of 10 days later, they're ragged jackets. And here they are at 12 days old becoming beaters and what have you. And guess what? Tomorrow the seal hunt begins. Now you make your mind up, is this all right? Is this, or, you know, or how do you feel about this? And then you see the hunt itself. And we always, we're very careful not to show anything too graphic, but you can see what's about to happen. You can see what's the impending danger and the imp- impending sort of slaughter. Uh, and we try to do it in an artful way that you can get, you know, it certainly arises your emotions, but you don't, you're not horrified. It's not that you're not going to be able to sleep at night. Um, and the things that we're asking people to do is, you know, I, I was initially almost naive enough to think that the graphic nature and the, the shockingness and the juxtaposition of the beautiful pictures and what have you, uh, would be enough to stir people. And yes, it is, to some extent, the public. You know, they, they see the photographs, they get, they, they get it. But we have to do more than that if we want to stop this. You know, we ask everyone, first of all, to go to the Humane Society's website and sign the pledge. Uh, because there are strength in numbers. When people see that millions, and I mean millions of people have already signed, that millions of people are against this and, and, and do not, are interested in seal products, it puts pressure all over the place. And, and, and sp- specifically, we've also started, uh, um, a couple of years ago now, and it's, 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 it's been extraordinarily successful. And it's now like a sort of, you know, a, a, a train just sort of stampeding down the track. It is a, a boycott of Canadian seafood. Now we're asking everyone, whenever possible, to boycott Canadian seafood, and that, can, that means no crabs. That means you know mussels and uh, any kind of fish. Ask your, your fishmonger. Ask your your, your supermarket where they're getting them from. And if you go to the Humane Society's website, you can see a list of the over 5,000 stores and restaurants that have already um, stopped using um, any Canadian seafood. And we're talking about names like Whole Foods and Trader Joe's and, and, and big names who, who are backing us. And it's put massive financial pressure because unfortunately, you know, if they're not going to listen to sort of just uh, sort of reason, we're, we're going to have to hit them where it hurts, which is financially, because for them it just seems to be an mm-hmm. economic thing. and They don't really seem to think about the heart. They don't really care about the method. It's really just numbers and it's it's, well, a, and it's I think it's a shame when they when things get to that
0: Well, people don't really understand the relationship between you know the scope snow crab fishermen and the seals. But you point this out in the film that you know there are there are fishermen out there fishing. I mean, there is a relationship between people that are out there fishing for snow crabs and the massacre of the seals.
1: Well, absolutely. Well, put it this way: it's the same people actually that that, 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 um, fish for regular fish and and for snow crabs and things that during this two-week period they use their boats for sealing. Um, and going out there and killing the seals. So they, they'd rather not have their boats idling. They're like, well, even if we're going to make a, you know, a couple of million bucks over, you know, this is the seal, not the actual fishermen, but the people who own the boats. They're like, even if we're going to make some money, we'll just, we'd rather do this and have our boats go out there, even though it's quite dangerous. And even though, you know, sealed, you know the actual fishermen are dying, you know the actual guys who own the boats still send the boats out year after year, and often the, the the navy and the and the coast guard have to use their boats to actually cut through the ice to, to rescue them and even to break the ice to in order to allow them to actually get out there and seal, which costs millions of dollars to the Canadian taxpayer, uh, and that just gets forgotten about. No one even discusses that. that doesn't that doesn't figure into the numbers on how much money is made out of the industry, um, and it's a it's a, like I said, it's really only a fifteen million dollar a year business. So it's not some massive number that. It's going to be a huge struggle for the Canadian government um, to sort of deal with as far as buying out their fishing licenses. And not to mention, you'd be saving human lives, too. Um, uh, I I, I believe we're on the cusp of getting somewhere here, and I personally am not going to rest until we do.
0: Well, I'm glad we can support you, Nigel, and, and all that you're doing. I want to thank you so much for joining us here today and taking time out of your very busy schedule. I look forward to meeting you at the Go Green Expo in New York. And, again, thank you so much for being able to capture, capture for all of us something that's so cruel and yet something all of us can do a lot about.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Nigel Barker, everyone, taking time out from his busy schedule. We're going to see him at the Go Green Expo in New York. He's joined us here today. Thank you, Nigel. We'll see you soon. Benny, you know, I don't know if we all have had an opportunity to look at uh, what Nigel has presented. I want to make sure that everybody has the websites that they can go to to find out. I, I was shocked, and I and the reason I want to talk about this is because, you know, those of you that have listened to the show, you, you know how we feel here at the Dr. Pat Show about cruelty to animals. It doesn't matter what the animal is. There is a certain level of concern uh, that we have, and for most people, we have no idea of what's been happening to seals and no idea of how they are slaughtered. Now, I want to direct you, of course, to the Humane Society's website um, so that you can take a look at yourself of some of the pictures, what these seals look like at a very young age, um, the kind of transition that they go through, as Nigel was referring to. And uh, you're not going to see sort of the grueling, brutal photographs that Nigel referred to. He mentioned that, that some of these are so horrific that publications and television won't pick it up. But what you will see is you will see people of the Humane Society out on the ice capturing and covering pictures of fishermen that are literally beating the seals to death. And you'll see this. And you've got to ask yourself this question, why? And then then the next question is, what? What can each of us do? To rise sort of the level of awareness so that we can do something to stop this. You know, if you thought that hunting for whales were cruel, taking a look at what's happening to the seal population will clearly bring tears to your eyes. It has for me. And so I want to make sure that everybody, that everybody out there does have information on how to find out more about this if you go to uh, the web if you open up the internet and you go to the website and go into google all you would need to put in there is nigel barker seals and you'll get a number of different websites that come up that talk about how nigel barker has become a champion for the baby seal And, you know, this is for many people, you get to look at somebody like Nigel, who is one of the most phenomenal photographers on the planet. Most of us know him or see him regularly on America's Next Top Model, and we see his work there. Very few of us have got to see the absolutely stunning, stunning photographs that he has taken of this journey, this journey of the baby seal. And so once you take a look at what he's created and by the way you'll be able to see an online video uh, of of what's happening, you too will be changed. I want to encourage all of us to be very clear about the products that we buy. Be very clear about where we buy them from. Um, One of the things that I've been discovering since becoming aware of this is that organizations such as Whole Foods uh, and, and as such have have really stopped to say, we're not going to buy these products. We're simply not going to do this. And so please take a moment to check out um, all of this information on the Internet. And you can go to www. TheDrPatShow.com, T H E D R PatShow.com, and in a few days you'll see us joining Nigel in a campaign to put a stop to this level of cruelty. And you know, honestly, I've never seen anything quite like it. I just have it. I mean, we're really talking about animals that are seven days old. And you know, for me, it not only breaks my heart, but it makes me wonder. You know, what is it about us as human beings that will ena- would enable us to take this kind of actur- action and brutally slaughter these seals? Let's take a short break, everyone. When we come back, we'll be back with the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I've actually got in my hand a bar of Dr. Pat's Peace Power, Heal From Within, Rosemary Lavender Soap. And I'll be telling you more about that as we move forward. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
3: Susan, how's your diet going? It's going great. I had noodles for dinner last night. Noodles? Come on, that can't be on your diet. Well, I eat Miracle Noodles. They're the secret calorie-free noodles that Japanese women have eaten for years to stay thin. Hmm, how is that possible? They're made only from soluble fiber. That's it. Guilt-free noodles, Eva. Well, I'm sold. Where do you get them? Well, it's my little secret. But okay, you can get them at MiracleNoodle.com. Hi, I'm Paul
2: McCormick, and I want to help you become financially free. Go to my website, SecretsOfTheMillionaireInside.com, and you'll find my book that just became a bestseller, Passing Up Susie Orman and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And when you buy my book today, you're going to get 4 eBooks all for the price of one. Plus, I'm going to throw in six CD downloads, absolutely free, when you buy my book today. Go to my website, SecretsOfTheMillionaireInside.com, SecretsOfTheMillionaireInside.com. Do you want to prosper by working in harmony with the universe? Show host Madeline Gerwick is offering a special pre-order price on her 2010 Good Timing Guide and Newsletters. Now through April 29th, you can save up to 20% on next year's Good Timing Guide and Newsletters. The combination of guide and newsletters is what tells you what's happening daily and what the cycles and trends are. These tools allow you to work in harmony with the universe and have the wind at your back. This is her best deal all year. Pre-order your 2010 guide and newsletters today by going to askmadeline.com. That's dot ecom Or call Madeline at 877-524-8300. That number again is 877-524-8300. Listen to Cosmic Connections with Madeline every Friday at 10 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk KKNW, AM 1150. Don't touch that dial. You might miss something life-changing. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.